my life. Sacrifice, hustle pay the price. Wanna slice, got to roll the dice. That's why all my life I've been grinding all my life. Look, all my life been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle pay the price. Wanna slice, got to roll the dice. That's why all my life I've been grinding all my life. Look. What up, what up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Ball Don't Lie podcast. This is your boy Dexter, your host, the one and only. Welcome back to another show. I hope you guys are having a great new year. 2022, man, coming on so quick. And man, for y'all out there, man, you know, COVID right now is crazy. You know what I mean? I had to, you know, quarantine for a little bit. I had to separate myself from the crowd and stuff like that. But obviously, you know, I'm good. Uh, thank God. Nothing really happened to me and my family. But... I know out there it's kind of crazy right now, so y'all trying to stay safe out there. The NBA, in a sense, is going through their own struggles, too, with COVID. Uh, some tests are, you know, inconclusive. Some tests are just head scratchers. How can you take a rapid test in 15 minutes and both come back negative, but you take a PCR and it comes back positive? So the NBA is kind of like in the gray area. They're not sure exactly what to do. So hopefully they get their butts together and figure that stuff out because, you know, obviously it's, it's serious. You know what I mean? If you have COVID, obviously if you're vaccinated, hey, the chance of you surviving is a very high statistic, a high probability. Uh, but in a sense, you can still carry it and pass it on to people who have, you know, compromised immune systems. But I'm not here to talk about, you know, life and death and all that. Just try to stay safe out there, man. So before we kind of get into the whole entire show, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. First of all, obviously you see this right here. You see that up on, on the board right there, right? Uh, the great, the late, great Kobe Bryant, obviously representing the Los Angeles Lakers. We're going to talk about the Lakers in this whole entire episode because we're trying to figure out exactly if they're they're a truther or they just not a good team at all. So we're going to break that stuff down to you. And if you are new to this channel, don't be shy. Go ahead and subscribe. Hit that bell notification right there. Every time we drop a video, you get a notification. Thumbs up if you can on all the videos. We're on this particular video if you like. We're on all streaming platforms. We're on TikTok. We're on uh, uh, social media platforms. We're on TikTok. We're on Twitter. We're on IG, Facebook, etc. You, you can name it. And as far as like the audio route for streaming, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, etc. All the links in the bottom. If, if you've been watching this channel, you already know the deal, right? So glad to have you guys back. 2022, hope it'll be a great year. You know, 21 was kind of, Tough with COVID, but we're kind of getting past that. But let's go ahead and talk about the Los Angeles Lakers because that's where the bread and butter is going to be at. This is the conversation that a lot of you guys were asking me to drop. And the reason why I waited, I was waiting for the Lakers to tilt, right, to figure out, you know, let's get the chemistry together and try to figure out if they can actually coexist, right, if they can mesh together and obviously pan out to be the team that everybody in L.A. or if you're a Lakers fan – or if you're a Lakers hater, right? See them either fail or succeed somehow, right? Obviously, we've seen the struggles so far this season 
with the Lakers, and obviously a lot has to do with rotational players getting hurt. COVID obviously is messing up the lineup. But then as far as like the big three on that team, starting from LeBron James, Anthony Davis to Russ, these guys were inconsistent with matchups as far as playing together. So when they had to match up on the court against other players in the league, AD's missing games, LeBron's missing games early in the year. Obviously, Russ has been there thick and thin. He's the most durable guy on the team. He hasn't really missed anything at all, either if it's COVID-related or if it's injury-related. So can this team mesh together? And then my answer after I've been – this we're in 2022. This is January, beginning of January. And they still haven't figured out – even though they won on a three-game winning streak – that, to me, is not something that I can use to build for them. He obviously is good for the team, camaraderie, you know, makes you feel good, and you're trying to build something. I understand all that. But beating the Kings? Like, I mean, like it, it, those things are not, in a sense, feasible to use in an argument or in a debate about if the Lakers are actually good enough. Because when it comes to top-tier teams, they don't beat them. Very rare this year. There'd be any top of the big, the big dogs. When it comes to teams that are mediocre in the middle of the pack, that's the teams they struggle against. They struggle at home. I believe they have a subpar 500 record. Obviously, they their record speaks for itself as far as like total wins and total losses, but they're, they, they're not good at home, and they're definitely have a losing record on the road. I think they're 7-9 and nine on the road. So that just explains to you how difficult it will be for a lot of people out there who are Laker Nation fans, right? If you're a Laker, purple and gold, you represent, you have to understand all LeBron can play any team on the road, especially, especially if it's in the Eastern Conference Finals or in Eastern Conference Semifinals or in the first round or two, whatever, whatever it may be. LeBron there could probably, yeah, in a sense, carry your team. And we all seen what he did. Post Kyrie, he took he took a, a George Hill at his point guard at his helm. He took a team that wasn't that good enough with Jared Smith and yada, yada, yada to the NBA Finals just to get waxed. Remember, a game one in the finals, he drops 50. They had a chance to either win the game or tie the game, whatever it may be, and Jared, uh, 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 George Hill misses the free throw, and Jared Smith gets the rebound, and he runs to half court, and they're all yelling at him like, hey, man, I shoot the ball. And they lost, or they go to overtime in a sense. I mean, so and he and he, he beat the Celtics in in this in the seven game series in Boston. So that just tells you like the old LeBron in his prime, in his pinnacle, right? This dude was absolutely apex dominant, and he still is to a sense for his age. We're not knocking him for that. That's hundred percent. Like I'm not here to you know out here and slander LeBron James. I'm a LeBron fan. You know, what I mean, for a lot of people who know me out there know I'm a LeBron fan. I don't root for the Lakers. So if LeBron's in the Lakers, I don't root for you. If you're playing, if LeBron's playing against my team, which is the Warriors, a lot of you people out there that know me, I don't root for that either. So when LeBron was going against the Warriors, I was going for us. And then when he was in Miami playing against the Spurs in OKC in the Mavs, I was rooting for LeBron James because I wanted him to win at that time. So, so going back to what I'm saying about the Lakers, can LeBron at his age? You got to understand, this guy's averaging the second most minutes in the league as of right now. Can he, you know, lead this Calvary? You got to (laughs) understand, second in the league in minutes, 
behind Fred Van Bleet in Toronto. And I believe three of the players in that starting lineup are the top minute getters in the league. When it comes to rookie Scotty Barnes, and then you have OG and Anobi, then you have Van Bleet. Those guys are top five in minutes. Obviously, they're young. And then they're trying to play into the playoff format, the, 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 the playoff tournament. So, the, But that's a whole different topic. LeBron James, at his age, what he's doing is unheard of. People can't fathom that. I, to this, I mean, even though I've been watching LeBron for the longest time, still is in awe, you know, because of what he can do at his age and how he sustained his body and his durability, and he prevents any major injuries happening to him. And a lot of it is because of how he takes care of his body. But is that enough for him to make it to the playoffs and win? The only way. The only way this happens is if AD becomes the AD of 2020. If that becomes AD of the bubble when he was in Disney and Orlando, that Anthony Davis who led the team in scoring, who was the basically the guy they had to go through the offense through, even though respectfully it was LeBron's team, that's the AD that we want to see. But that AD hasn't been there since since then, since the bubble. It wasn't the same AD. We all know AD last year. He flamed out in a sense. He got hurt. He missed about what? A month or so, month and a half, late in the year, going into the playoffs. Didn't play well down the stretch. So everybody's looking at AD like, hey, what's going on? And this year, even though he averaged like 24 and 9 or 10, it, it wasn't the same energy, the same kind of vibe. So for me, watching the Lakers and dissecting how they play, they in most of their games, they're playing catch up. They're playing catch-up. And LeBron, I see his body language when they lose a game, especially if they're if they're up and or they or they're down in a sense, and they have a chance to win that game and they lose because of terrible plays, because of Russ, who has been a turnover machine, as well as LeBron James. And they cost those cost you points. You know, they they they'll convert on fast break for the other team. So it's to me, they have to figure out how they can be a top four team. And right now the Lakers are not in a bad shape. They're six in the West. <laughs> as bad as I'm, I'm harping about what the Lakers are going through and what they're dealing with and how, how they're playing. I mean, they're still sit, they're in a six seed. And if you, and if you look at the whole entire NBA, if you count from the best team, which is the Golden State Warriors, to the worst team, right? The Lakers are right in the middle. You slice and half. They're fifteenth amongst the best teams in the league. But when it comes conference. The East is a little bit more stacked and with more consecutive, I mean, more consistent winners in the, in the West, which is kind of odd. It hasn't been like that, I don't know, in 25, 30 plus years. But the Lakers are six. And if I look at the, I'm going to run these advanced stats. So, like, for me, I don't want to go into a rant in the sense. I don't want to sit here and try to make it seem like it's not impossible. Uh, but it is, it, it is, it is possible for the Lakers. They have a shot. But the problem would be what they do going forward when they get all the pieces together. There's a couple of people they got to go. DeAndre Jordan ain't working out for you. I don't get, I don't understand. I don't understand why you're using DJ when you have Dwight Howard, to me, who is a more of an impact player on your team. He brings energy. Either it's nasty or it's good. You got to understand. Like, if, if the team needs some physicality, Right, they need some protection around the rim. They need somebody to knuckle up a little bit, send a message like, "Hey, man, it's enough." Uh, give you a little love tap, like Shaq said. DJ ain't that guy, and DJ is washed. I'm sorry, DJ. When Nikki Claxton in the Nets 
who has potential and he's younger than you, obviously. I'll beat you for your job. And they say, we don't want you no more. You're gone. And then they sign a bunch of guys like, you know, like Mel, Mel Sab and Blake Griffin. Obviously, they have more dynamic in their offense or whatever it may be. But then you get, obviously, you leave, you know, the Brooklyn Nets. You come to L.A. And you fall out the rotation so bad. And the only reason why they need you is because when they need bodies. Yeah. The Lakers are going to do something about trading him. For sure. I mean, I don't see DJ being here past the trade deadline. So it can happen sooner than later. But going back to what I'm saying is that you players need to come back in the rotation. Ariza missed most of the season because of his injury. Same thing with THT. Uh, sorry, uh, THT. He's been inconsistent because of his injury, and he, he came back late into the season. Not late into the season, but he missed the first good portion of the month of the season. Then you had Bradley, who's been in and out as, as far as injuries. Kendrick Nunn hasn't played yet. Kendrick Nunn, who is supposed to be your backup point guard to Russ, hasn't played a game yet. And you have the whole Rondo situation, and they ship him to Cleveland because Cleveland is in dire need of a point guard. And the Lakers are like, hey, we can clear four minutes of our cap space? Take Rondo right now. And they ship Rondo to Cleveland. Obviously, the Lakers get... Denzel Valentine, they ship him to New York for, you know, obviously for cap reasons, so they can have cap flexibility, and it worked out. So now when Kendrick Nunn does come back, that's what we're going to be talking about, right? We're going to see what the Russ is supposed to be. Kent Bazemore missed games. He came back. He had COVID situations. He came back. So when this team is fully healthy and the rotation is figured out by February, I believe the Lakers, who are hovering around six right now, could creep into the five and four seed, and it's not that many games. If they go on a five, six game, you know, uh, slate of games and they go on a run, they can creep up to the fourth spot. And their defense is not good, so they would have to beat you, what? Offensively. Regardless of what person on that team, as of right now, if you add Ariza, you add Bazemore, if you add Kendrick Nunn, your defense is around 15th in the league as far as advanced, uh, advanced stats. So I don't get it, you know. Uh, when people say, oh, we got great defense, we got this and that, AD cannot guard. Even though, like, when, they, when, I, when I say guard, in a sense, he can block shots, he can rebound, I'll give you that. But defense efficiency, he doesn't guard a lot of bigs in this league that are that good. He just doesn't do that. He he's he covers, you know, either the centers that are not that, you know, not that physical or not that great in a sense, or he covers – so, somewhat of a smaller forward that'll kind of leak out and he just dominates in the paint as a, as a, like a free safety in a sense. So obviously, other than your anchor, if you want to list him as your anchor, Russ can't play defense. So for the ones out there saying that Russ can play D, he can't lock up a trash can that cannot move. It's that simple. Russ that no have no defense. Kendrick Nunn's a better defender as far as defensive efficiency. And defensive rating, Kendrick Nunn's a better defender than Russ. And obviously... We're looking at age and mileage in your body. I get Russ probably back in OKC early years, man. It's arguable, but right now, it's not that guy. Rondo's not that guy either. Rondo fell off a cliff too. Or maybe it's just the way he was playing in rotation. I don't know. So you don't have nobody that can really play defense on that team. Really, if you look at it. LeBron can't, whoever it may be. If you look at it in the in, in the West, Kawhi Paul George come back. He can't guard those guys. He can't guard those guys. And it's, and it's fortunate that in the West, there's not a lot of small forwards that are prolific in a sense, right? If you look at it, 
Like, Wiggins is having a hell of a year. Andrew Wiggins is balling out. And in, in, in a sense, I believe LeBron can't handle that in the playoffs in a 48-minute game. He's playing 37, 38 minutes a game himself. So you, you get my drift. This is not about slander. I'm not here to try and kill LeBron. What I'm saying is that realistically, sit in, just sit back for a second and hear me out. Russ can't guard nobody. Whoever your two guard may be, and, and that, that position fluctuates on a given basis. It could be Kent Bazemore one night. It can be Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley's solid, too, as far as a defender. Avery Bradley, uh, you have who else? You have THT. You have Monk. Those guys come off the bench for sure. So, obviously, Stanley Johnson, they, they keep him to another 10-8 contract, or they sign him the rest of the year, which they should. Uh, he is your best defender, like hands down. So, to see them struggle... And I'm going to look at it. I'm, I'm going to pull up right here for you guys. So you guys can actually see what I'm saying. When it comes to points, right, when they score, they're up there. That's what I'm saying. If, you, if the Lakers can figure out a way to outbeat you scoring-wise and you can't stop them, then the Lakers have a chance. Right now, they're fifth in the league in scoring. And they're averaging about 111 points a game. And that's without the a fully loaded team. So imagine when you add your rotation and your players like Kendrick Nunn, who can hoop, Right. When THT can come back and form, right? When Monk, obviously, he's he is picking up right now. Obviously, we know about Carmelo. That's why I'm talking about Carmelo. Carmelo's playing so, uh, like, he, he's playing so superior to what we anticipated. We thought he's going to be like, okay, he's going to be over here to hit a couple shots here and there and sit the bench and what it may be. He play, he's playing above his expectations. So I haven't talked about Melo. Melo's doing his thing. Besides that, you have no other guys really – that can supplement LeBron sitting down or AD in the sense. So, but for them to average those many points, I tip my hat off to you guys for a team that hasn't really been there. I mean, you guys have been pretty much depleted in the sense of COVID and injuries. But going back to their statistics, so the the Lakers are fifth in the league in scoring, right? Rebounding, they're 12. So they're okay. You have to understand, like, they don't really, without AD don't really rebound like that. He's more of like, you know, defensively, yeah, he can give it to you. Offensively, yeah, here and there. But he doesn't – he's not a go-getter. He does, he's not there to crash the boards and give me that ball. Uh, you know what I mean? So, when you have Russ and LeBron, and that, it'll kind of spike it up a little bit. But, obviously, 12, they, they should be better than that. Right? Assists per game, they're about 11th in the league, at about 24 assists, which is okay. 24 assists means you're scoring pretty high because <laughs> if – Assist only counts when the bucket goes in. So 24 assists a game is pretty good. This is where they kill you. This is where it hurts. This is the reason why the Lakers are a six, speed, six spot. This is the reason why the Lakers are in the middle of the NBA as far as total team. They're 26. 26 out of 30 teams. 30 teams. Okay, there's 30 teams in the league. 26, 26 spot as far as opposing points per game. Opponents per points per game. So OPPG, meaning that they're getting scored on one of the highest. So if they're playing against whoever, they're having career numbers, right, or high season high numbers. Like, for example, when San Antonio Spurs came into L.A., they dropped 140, 140 on the Lakers' head, a whopping. I mean, that's crazy for the Spurs, and they're not – Supposed to be like that in a sense. Like they're not even one of the best teams. They're, they're like they're obviously in rebuild mode as we speak. 
Right, Coach Pop knows that. That's why, you know, they're just going through a whole re, a whole rephrase right now. Um, so, but yeah, the Lakers they get scored on. That's what I'm saying. The defense is suspect, and they need to figure it out. I believe when they add Kendrick Nunn and those guys down the road, they'll benefit. But when it comes down to it, if they cannot defend, they gotta outscore you. And if they're playing on the road in the playoffs, they're gonna lose. Let me say that one more time. If the Lakers are in the playoff on the road. I don't care what round they in, they're going to lose because of the defense. But, yeah, man, so going back to what I'm saying, right? So their record right now as we speak, they play Atlanta Hawks, I believe, tomorrow in the in, in L.A., in the crypto, crypto arena, whatever they want to call that, right? Crypto.com arena. R.I.P. to Staples Center, man. It's crazy. But, anyways, going back, so they're 2019, right? So they're above 500. Um, obviously in the conference they're twelve and thirteen, so they, they they're struggling in house. But when they cross the when they cross the fence to the east is when they actually play pretty good. But in the west they have a losing record. In the division they have a losing record. They're two and five. Like they're not beating the Phoenix Suns, right? I don't care what you think. They're not beating the Phoenix Suns consistently. They play four times. I think Phoenix probably three and one in that, if not four zip. Warriors same thing. You know they can go four zero in the Lakers. 3-1. The only, the only team that might beat them, like, ah, it's the Clippers because they're missing Kawhi Leonard, obviously, and then Paul George is out, like, you know, for the last two weeks. He's going to be out for the remaining for two more weeks. So, at home, they're 13-10. and 10. Away, they're 7-9, like I mentioned, right? The last 10 games, they've been 4-6. So, they have a, a uh, overall 10 games. The last 10 games, they have a losing record. But then, out of those 10 games, the last three games, they won three in a row. But it doesn't, it, it, to me, it doesn't matter. You can't beat Sacramento and BAA. Yeah, we're in a streak. You can't beat the Minnesota Timberwolves, who did not have Carl Anthony Towns, who did not have DeAndre Russell. They didn't have those guys. And you guys barely beat them 108 to 103. And I get a win's a win. I'm not here to harp it. Okay. For all the ones out there that be hitting me up, letting me know, giving me info, I'll give it to you. Okay, fine. Win is a win. Right? But I don't want to hear the same excuses. Same excuses when it comes down to crunch time in February and March. Because post NBA All-Stars win, that's when that's when you really see the real NBA, right? Because right now it's like, eh, it's whatever. But that's what everybody's wrapping up to get their games in order to figure out what seating they're going to be, who they're trying to avoid, right? This happens all post NBA All-Star. So after that, until the until the end of the season, it's it's like it's like a it's a marathon right now, but it's going to be a race at that point. So <laughs> we're going to see what the what the Lakers are going to do. And I'm going to tell you right now, the only way, and I said this before, the only way the Lakers can creep into the top four, forget about the fifth and sixth spot. They can meet if they want. They're not going to be the top four or any team that plays in the playoffs. Unless unless they go to four and they're playing the eight. I'm sorry. If they, they go to the four and they're playing the, the fifth seed and they have home court advantage, okay, maybe, maybe. So I, I'll retract from that. But outside of that, if they're going five and, uh, five and under, they're losing, for sure. Mock me on that if you want to. Say what you want to get it. Let it out. Go ahead. I want to hear it. Go ahead. Let it out. Because I'm telling you right now, unless you can convince me factual, statistical stuff and have a debate with me about it, run the numbers. Run the numbers. I'm going to tell you right now, if the Lakers go on the road in the playoffs, they ain't not winning on the road. They might sneak you one game. But they're not closing no games out. So if even hypothetically they go seven games, that seventh game, sorry, LeBron James, 
I trust you. But I don't trust other guys like AD and Russ right now because they haven't shown me any glimpse of that. Melo will show through. Malik Monk will come through. Dwight Howard in that sense will play better for his role. But AD and Russ? Nah, I don't believe that. I can't see that happening. So we'll see what, like I said, they play against the Hawks tomorrow. Y'all can take it from there and see how they pan out. I expect the Lakers to obviously get them to maybe the four or five seed, maybe. Fourth kind of stretch, but five, hopefully. And I wish nothing but the best, LeBron James. I don't like the Lakers, like I said. I'm not a hater either. I just don't like them. But I would love to see them in the playoffs so I can shut up a lot of people about all the the, I mean, the, the Lakers are going to be this and that. We're going to win. Remember all the hype y'all was talking about in the summertime? Oh, we got Russell Westbrook. We got the big three. Oh, we got Carmelo. We got the big three and a half. Because obviously Melo is not a fool. He can't, you can't see the big four in Melo, right? So three and a half? And this is what's going on? And then you have teams like the Utah Jazz, who's getting no no love. They get no respect, and they're up there. And the Warriors, no one talked about in the offseason. Oh, no Clay Thompson? Y'all trash. This is what I've been hearing. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people have been hearing the same damn thing. And same thing with Denver. They're up there, too. Phoenix Suns is up there, too. Oh, yeah, they can't do it again. Phoenix Suns, they got lucky. And they're up there in the best team, one of the best teams in the league, if not the best. But yeah, man, we'll see what happens. You know, Lakers, I hope y'all, I hope y'all see you on the playoffs. I can see the truth finally come to fruition. Until then, y'all be safe out there. Don't let COVID play with y'all, man. Stop, stop trying to play games with COVID because COVID tell right now. COVID, man, COVID love you. COVID love your body. Want to host that body. So I'm just saying stay safe out there, man. Try to be smart about your decisions. Until then, we'll be back for another show. Love y'all, man. Stay tuned. Subscribe. All that good stuff. Leave a comment. See you then. Peace, man.